Hey, welcome back everybody. This is Christian Medina and you're listening to another episode of Tracks That Pass, the short form podcast that helps you learn more about your favorite development topics. Today we talk about one of the most important topics in software development, at least one that's been getting a lot of focus lately, and that is security. We're inspired by an article written by Victoria Drake in freecodecamp.org titled How to Make Your Apps Architecture Secure Right Now, Separation, Configuration, and Access. Security should be a concern for all engineers developing a product, not just those writing the code, but also those involved in maintaining the infrastructure that keeps the service up, but also the internal infrastructure that supports the software developers themselves. Breaches are possible at all levels, so we must all pitch in to make sure that not just product development, maintenance, testing, and delivery are all as secure as we can make them. Sometimes it's just a few simple things that we can do ahead of time that will save us a lot of trouble in the future. As software has evolved over time, so as the tooling and development processes that we use to support it and build it. Most of the focus has been on producing new applications as fast as possible with the idea of creating a minimum viable product that we can ship out to our customers as quickly as we can. Because of this focus on speed, most developers don't tend to prioritize security tasks, which sometimes are seen as time-consuming early enough in product development. And a lot of them are actually unaware of even how to write secure code. The market has made it more important to launch a usable product than a secure one. The prevailing attitude seems to be that we can do the security stuff later. But the reality is the following basic security practices early in your development cycle doesn't actually take a significant amount of time, and you can reap uh, the benefits right away. Victoria takes us through three of those basic practices in her article. The first one being separating storage. The idea is that you want a separation of concerns wherever possible. In this case, we're talking about how you structure the files that form part of your application, whether you have separate individual services or one large application, if it's accessible out on the internet or available by other means, even internal to your network, it benefits you to split out your file system and the the code that you put into different directories such that you can avoid vulnerabilities like path traversal. For example, let's assume you're building an application that has both business logic available in some API endpoints, as well as static assets that you're serving up as part of your website. If those files are in the same directory, or even in adjacent directories, it's possible that an attacker can use basic file system commands to gain access to your business logic code. And yes, there's other ways to prevent that from happening, but why even expose the risk 
if you can completely avoid it just by changing your file system hierarchy. You really don't want to put your application secrets or business logic in any locations that could be exposed to path traversal, no matter how good your other mitigation capabilities are. In fact, it's even just good programming practices to have this separation of concerns given that they're two completely different domains anyway. Static assets should just not be in the same place as fluid business logic or application code. You can provide even more separation if you don't keep any secrets at all in your application or even configuration uh, in routable locations. There are systems already that help you keep things independent, like say HashiCorp's Vault is good for keeping secrets and also kind of a key value store that's encrypted. And if you're in the cloud, you can use a, a service like AWS's Parameter Store. Another point to discuss is customizing configuration. Spending too much time creating the config for your application seems like it will lower productivity, but spending no time at all can open some serious security holes. Security misconfiguration is listed as one of the top 10 vulnerabilities that attackers usually exploit. That's because default settings are just that, they're default. As an attacker, I can easily find the default credentials, for example, to get into common network infrastructure like firewalls or switches. They're in the documentation most of the time. And then I can search or scour the internet to find systems that actually employed those, never changed those default credentials, and I all of a sudden have complete access to them. A famous example of what we're discussing here happened with the Django Web Framework, which is one of the most used frameworks in the Python development ecosystem. It has a configuration file where you can set a debug mode to help you understand what's going on in your application whenever you get an exception. Well, it turns out that the debug mode is enabled by default when you first create the app. And if you're not aware of that, or if you never check your default config, you won't know that that setting is there, and you might release to production with it enabled. When you do so, an attacker that's smart enough to understand what's going on is able to cause an application exception and get detailed traceback information with a bunch of metadata about your service. Some of it would even include configuration settings that point to your databases or even passwords to get into supporting systems. And because this debug mode isn't built for production, running in this mode by itself also exposed a number of other vulnerabilities because Django developers never expected it to be in a production environment. It's really easy to write a script that hits all the different endpoints in your application to test for these configuration exploits. That's why it's important to examine your subsystems for exposed areas. Here are some of the ones recommended by our author. You should look at default accounts, especially the ones that are still using default passwords. This is actually not just a thing on your application itself, but all of the infrastructure that supports it. That includes cloud services, compute infrastructure, network infrastructure, hell, even firmware in your servers that are exposed or available out on the internet in one way or another. You should also not assume that because you're infrastructure is not exposed directly to the internet 
that an attacker can't get in or that somebody in that network, which you might be sharing with someone else, won't use it to gain information that they can then carry along to an external party. Look at example web pages with tutorial applications or sample data that's still left in the, in the app. You should get rid of all of that. Most of that is uh, documented on the internet, which means you'll have exposed any configuration settings or secrets. Unnecessary ports should not be left open in the service, especially if it's exposed to the internet. Look at the HTTP methods that you are allowing in your API endpoints and make sure to restrict only to the ones that you care about. Another very interesting and important one that people tend to forget about is sensitive information that you store in your logs. It's really common for folks to spit out lots of log messages to help you do debug. And even for historical purposes, so that you can see the transitions of the different resources that you're working with or the endpoints or the business logic. But in doing so, you need to take special care not to leak out sensitive information, not just of your application, but also of your users or customers. Another point is default configured permissions in your managed services, as well as directory listings or sensitive file types left accessible by default. This is definitely not a complete list, but if you're using other services that are more complex, like say cloud services, there's even more features and settings that you need to look at and safeguard against, especially those default settings. You want to reduce the number of your external dependencies in your application to the bare minimum. Don't include or npm install or pip install all a bunch of modules that you won't use. This reduces the security exposure because you'll have less dependencies that might have their own problems um, and minimize your moving parts, which means if you have less infrastructure, uh, you'll have less endpoints exposed for attackers. This is a consideration that you should think about when designing microservices as well and, and how they're exposed to the rest of your service. The last piece is about controlled access and user scope. See, broken access control is another one of the top security errors in application design. You should avoid building features that require increased privileges right next to those that don't. For example, if you have an admin interface to your application, put that in a different domain or service or database. That way you completely avoid attacks that involve elevation of privileges. This is another common attack vector that you'll be facing. Pay careful attention to how you move authorization around in your service, especially if you're passing sensitive tokens or keys as URL parameters. Try to avoid that if possible. Think about how you're presenting information when you're communicating failures as well. Sometimes you actually give out a bunch of privileged information in your errors, things that attackers can use to infer even more data uh, about the user that they're trying to impersonate or the service that they're trying to attack. It's important to make the time to consider authorization early in your architectural stage, how you're going to provide authorization for your users, how you're going to spread that around across the service, how you're going to verify it, and how you're going to secure it. 
Something for you to review to learn more about the security vulnerabilities you should pay attention to is the application security vulnerability standard maintained by the OWASP. I'll have a link on the show notes for you to look at. This episode has covered three categories where you can get the most bang for your buck when trying to develop software while taking security into consideration. Please put some time into learning more about the different vulnerabilities that your application should try to handle. Making changes ahead of time while you're developing the software is a lot cheaper, both in time and resources, than having to deal with any breach later on in the future after you've developed it. Think about the millions of dollars in both lost revenue and security fixes that all these recent companies that have been breached have had to deal with. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cragset Pass. If you liked it, feel free to subscribe. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It'll really help us out. And you can swim by the website to find more content on real-world software. If there's something that you'd like to see us cover, uh, feel free to send us a tweet at TriXFPass. You can also sign up for our mailing list to stay informed with our latest happenings. This is Christian Medina wishing you good times and good tinkering.